Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And it will be grand. Hello, everyone. Falcha. Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening. My name is I Pan Cake. <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, is Dan. How are you, Dan? I'm okay, Pancake. That's very good to hear. And we are back for another episode, whatever the hell it is, of the Shrittleby Grand podcast, a show where two Irish idiots deep dive movies. And maybe some other things. Who knows what the future holds? It's all wide open. Um, Sometimes deep diving as into a very deep, like four meter deep swimming pool, you know, the deep end. And then other times into like a small puddle. Yeah. And uh, and that's sometimes we hit our heads off the bottom of the pool and just kind of float around for a while. And we don't really know what we're doing. But And then, you know, people are screaming. They're terrified. Um, there's a lot of that. come in. Ambulance comes in. Um, I'm holding your hand as you're bleeding from your head. Um, we'll rush to the hospital, and you know they say you have irreversible brain damage. And through years of work, you slowly make your way back to doing podcasts. Yeah, and this is my big comeback after the yeah. horrendous pool incident of my yeah. exuberant youth. <laughs> but that's the show. That's essentially what it is. But I don't know. We got a an absolute whopper of a movie today. It's the best movie of all time. I think that's safe to say easily. Like the thing is, right? I, if you asked me how I react to that question before we watched this movie, I would have been the very much a, yeah, yeah, I big time. Got to do this, but, but, but you come might on, be surprised. But, yeah. It's definitely it's not a Dan movie. This is a this is an an own. This is a pancake movie that I chose. But you know, you gonna, be, no, no, I'm not going to tell him. Pancake now is it pancake own or is it pan own cake? It's pancake, but you can call me Owen. I'll still oh, answer. It, it Owen's short for pancake. Yeah, I'll answer to Owen right, still, man. just in general. Right. Um, but anyway, how you been before we get into the movie? You any been up to anything recently? Watching anything fun? Um, I've been watching uh, Discovery, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, that's going to be very divisive, because apparently either you hate it or quite enjoy it. And I've been watching The Mandalorian, and... Really realizing Disney fucking loves making money of little baby Yoda. Like, don't get me wrong, fucking love baby Yoda. I would die for baby Yoda. And that's weird for me to say because I'm not into the cute stick, especially when I know it's purely for money, but they tapped into some sort of visceral instinct of me that's like, I must protect this, the child. I wouldn't. Yeah, but you don't hate, Fuck you baby don't like Yoda. people. No, it's like, I think, and we were saying this. Just the other day, and that it's like it's so clear that between season one and two, they really were like, "Wow, shit! People fucking love this Baby Yoda character. Let's yeah. put him in every scene." And now it's barely the Mandalorian story anymore. Yeah. It's just, "Hey, the Mandalorian is doing something, but you don't care about that." Here's Baby Yoda eating a cookie, or like, "Here's Baby Yoda making gurgly noises." Here's Baby Yoda committing genocide, and it's like, "Yeah, okay, but." 
Okay, but to be fair, like if it wasn't called The Mandalorian, this would still be like it's still a good show. Like there's nothing. Yeah, it's, no, it's still it's been good this season. Yeah. I didn't I didn't particularly like the most recent episode as much. It felt like a step backwards, yeah. but um, yeah, it's um, good. It's a good show. Actually, someone said this uh, to me, and it kind of makes sense. Uh, the Mandalorian is basically uh, Star Wars New Vegas because you know you just spend your time going around the wasteland, um, trading things, doing little side missions, dealing with factions. And slowly, like, build your way up. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense than I'd like it to. I'm not yeah. saying that I, I love New Vegas. New Vegas is a class game, which, you know, everyone, I'm sure, will agree with me on. Because that's, that's how good. the internet works. Everyone agrees on everything, you know? Yeah, there's, not, there's never been anything. Yeah. People have never been divided on any single subject on the internet, especially yeah, not it, it's games. It's amazing. It's like where civilization suddenly found its peace. Which... Uh, where I found my piece was with this week's movie. Aha, segue. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something I could segue into this. This week's movie, everyone, is The Princess Switch. Which is about the Nintendo Switch um, become the darling um, item for a lot of consumers. Yeah, it's a documentary on the, the Nintendo's creation process behind developing the yeah, Nintendo Switch. Um, we kind of said we'd throw it up a bit this week, yeah. you know? Vanessa Hudgens plays the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta blow that card. No, it's, uh, the prin- so the Princess Switch is a Christmas rom-com that uh, came out on November 16, 2018, released on Netflix. Was um, I mean, it did, did well enough to get a sequel, which was released just this week. Directed by Mike Roll. Forgive me if I'm not saying that. Incorrectly, it's R O H L. Maybe it's R O H L, so it could be Mike Roll. This is Roll Dahl who wrote this movie. Roll Dahl wrote um, The Princess Switch. But Mike Roll and the, the writer of this movie is uh, May, uh, Robin Bernheim. And I just thought it was fun to, uh, in looking at their like past experience, they not, like, it's just a lot of TV essentially. But there's some sh- like shows like. Um, Mike Roll directed like 15 episodes of Smallville and a bunch of episodes of Supernatural and stuff like that. And, and um, that's why you love this movie. It might be. Bec- well, I don't, I'm don't. i not a Supernatural guy, but I do love Smallville. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're only human. Possibly yeah. for the same reasons I like this. Also, R.I.P. Uh, Supernatural. Um, oh, I just finished. I heard it was terrible. I heard very divisive opinions. Some people say it's a perfect way to offend it, and other people saying it's a crime against God. Well, not God, because spoilers. Um, yeah. Well, well, there you go. He, uh, they also, uh, Robin Bernheim, the, well, one of the listed writers of this movie, wrote like a bunch of TV as well, including like a lot of episodes, a couple of episodes, I think, of uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and okay. a bunch of episodes of Voyager. Oh. And they also both less worked, nice, but not completely not nice. And they also both worked together on. Andromeda, if you the remember game? Andromeda, no, the t- the TV show from like the early two thousands was another sci fi oh, thing. I think my brain probably deleted. I'm that pretty that sure the before. the guy from Hercules was in it. I think. Oh, the racist. I don't know the main the guy who played Hercules. Unless I'm thinking of something else. Who knows? We never know. But the Princess Switch, <laughs> this week's movie. This is not <laughs> not an Andromeda podcast. Stars we'll get to. Vanessa sure Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens plays. Both lead roles. Oh, yeah. Oh, she played both. I thought she only played one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought just thought they cast someone who looked exactly like her. No, not just a lookalike. That was, in fact, Vanessa Hudgens. 
playing I mean, two people you could never tell at once in the same scene the technology is astounding uh, did she do the thing where she was just super fast and just jumped into each position as a camera yeah she's over? she's Muhammad Ali essentially oh uh, you would think in like fast people Muhammad Ali was the first one yeah because the first that. thing that came to my head was the Ali quote where he said he's so quick he turns off the light and he's in bed before it gets dark okay right fair enough yeah 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 I could have said the flash but I decided not to <laughs> you could have thought Sonic no nope. Muhammad Dragon Ali Ball I went with Maha- I went with a Muhammad Ali reference and I'm sticking with it that's okay, that's I mean, that you know uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, Vanessa Hudgens plays the two main characters, Stacy DeNovo and the Duchess Lady Margaret Delacorte of Montanaro. Um, Which she, is also a, definitely a real country. Both, well, well, yeah, that and the country that this movie set in are both real. But um, yeah, the, they're actually uh, if they're actually on the border of Ireland. If you look at the map, they're in the ocean. I was trying to go with a joke. Here, but yeah, no, okay, it, fine. So. To fill out the rest of the cast, uh, Sam Palladio, Palladio plays a Prince Edward. He, you'll know him if you if you have ever watched Nashville, the TV show, which, which I is, watched uh, a lot small, of. The sister show, right? So I know yeah, mm, yeah. Sam Palladio okay, is cool. is Superboy in that in that show. Um, oh, Nick Nick Sagar plays Kevin Richards, and Alexa Adioson plays Olivia. And uh, hey, hey, don't forget Robin Stones as Kindly Man. Oh yeah, Kindly Man, who's very, very pivotal to this entire. He is operation. actually pivotal. He is actually pivotal, but he just doesn't have mm. a name. Yeah, but to give you just a very quick, not deep dive, we'll get into the bones of the plot in the next section. But just real quick, so Stacy DeNovo, played by Vanessa Hudgens, is a bakery owner. In Chicago, she runs a small but successful bakery with her best friend, Kevin Richardson, played by Nick. I just want to say, Netflix, there's definitely a prequel movie in there. I was saying throughout the first half an hour of that movie that there's a prequel movie hidden away in there. Maybe. Maybe not. But uh, Stacy has recently broken up with her long-term boyfriend, whose name escapes me because he's not important. And she's kind of stuck, blah, blah, whatever. And so Kevin is like, hey, I've entered us into a... Christmas baking competition in the fairy tale country of Belgravia. And Stacy says, Oh, hell yeah, let's go because I need to get out of here. They go. She meets the soon to be married Duchess Margaret of Montanaro, who happens to look identical to Stacy. And they decide to switch places. They try to explain it. They try to explain it. They vaguely do, yeah. But the two decide to switch places. Thus, the switch (laughs) of the movie's title. Shenanigans ensue and everybody falls in love and it's incredible. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, basically. So now we will do. Oh wait, actually, I have a clip. Just to this is just from the trailer. Just to like. Oh yeah, um, I I we played it early on. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. This is just this yeah. is um, Stacy meeting the when Duchess right on the border, Lady it? Margaret for the first time. Yeah. Um, when they they first are like, oh my god, <gasps> and this is what Stacy says to her. Top of the morning, which I just think is—I mean, it's it's a real nice touch, you know. It's yeah, it was really cool that they that yeah. threw that reference in there and everything. It was just it was yeah, just nice, yeah. you know. I thought it was I great. Mean, the amount of movies I've made references to Artemis Fowl, incredible. Yeah, it's surprising. Like every it's, single movie, it's every TV show, it's, it's a real cultural phenomenon. Yeah, that's probably the biggest movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make the right money, but like you know, cult. It's a it's a stuff, cult cult following. That it has yeah, yeah, um, you know, Rocky Horror, 
it's pale in comparison, to be honest. Yeah, big time, big time. Because there's only one person who's in the cult following of it. That's why it's, <laughs> that's why it's such a great cult following. It's just one person likes the movie. <laughs> okay, let's do. Let's <laughs> dive into the princess switch. What the hell is going on in this one, Dan? Uh, yeah, what is going on? Uh, it's, like we were saying early on, it's not really the kind of movie that's for me. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. straight-to-television uh, romantic comedy movie. And there's no one in this movie that tries to claim it's more than it is. It is just cheap. Actually, you know what? There is a review on IMDb, and it describes it perfectly. Just the title, um, and that's by Matilly19539. And they say, cheesy and predictable, but still good, wholesome fun. And genuinely, I can't disagree. No, that's all of these movies. That's that's yeah. why, to, to say this, is not, it's not a Dan movie. It's 100% a me movie, because I love all of this cheesy, everybody falls in love happy ending crap i devour these netflix christmas movies every time one comes out and i love all of them it's literally for christmas morning it's when the person who's getting ready get all the food ready they turn on netflix in the background as they're getting the breadcrumbs ready get the turkey ready and there's just some in the background to listen to and enjoy like you know it's it's that you don't have to be cognitively present Oh yeah, no, not at all. You really, you don't necessarily have to pay much that much attention to any of it because there's not really anything happening. Yeah, in general, that's okay. I have. Speaking of that, you've mentioned reviews. I have a couple of my favorites. Yeah. Here, just to read out. So a lot of these came from Letterboxd, and then there's one, the Piece de la Resistance, the best movie review I have ever read in my life for any movie. Okay. From a Google user that we'll get to. Um, but just a couple of things, just reviews I thought that were funny on uh, Letterbox. Letterbox user Adrian Balboa. Oh. The oh, Adrian. Oh, reference. The Crossover Adrian. Events. Yeah, the Adrian from Rocky. It's actually her. Uh, she didn't die of cancer in this time. <laughs> watched this the first time and said, I will single-handedly raise this movie's rating to a four star. So help me God. Fair play. So she's on a mission. And then she watched it again, rated it five stars again, and her whole review was just, this still fucks. Nice. And it does, because I've seen this twice, and it does still fuck. It is a still fuck movie. Do you know what I do appreciate about this movie? Like, again, like I said before, it doesn't lie about what it is. And there's so many movies that kind of take on a a coat of paint and they try to be, like, deep and sincere and... Like they're usually copying stars from other movies and say, trying to make themselves more than what they are, and most of the time I just kind of groan and roll my eyes. Personally, I know we're gonna get heat for this. Uh, the Joker movie I felt was just trying to copy a whole bunch of other movies and didn't have much of its own integrity in there. This movie, though, you know, arguably a lot worse than the Joker, I enjoyed more because it did. Was set out to do, and it didn't try to do any airs and graces. The writers knew what they were doing. The director knew what they were doing. They realized this is going to be a cheesy, silly movie, and they went for it. And I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I can respect the hustle. Yeah, and um, this review from a user on Google echoes a lot of what you're saying. Um, this is, this is, 
<laughs> I just love this so much. I'm going to do it in how I imagine the user speaks when they're yeah. writing. Are you ready for this? Sorry, Americans, because I know where he's going with this. Honestly, I have never watched a more amazing movie. I'm going to be totally honest. I still have about an hour left, but let's just say I'm so excited for the ending. I almost don't want it to end, all caps. I love Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa and Hudgens spelled wrong. Too bad they didn't cast Zach Efron. Zach Efron spelled wrong. Instead of that weird Kevin dude. Am I right, ladies? Anyway, loving the movie and it's creating some serious bonding time for me and Fish, my son. Brackets. I wanted a unique name. If people can name their kids Bear, then why is Fish unacceptable? Question mark. Triggered. I let you guys know what the ending is. Also, I'm confused. People are calling it a movie that's so bad it's good. I see no bad in it. Maybe it's so good that it's bad for your health. Ever thought about that, Susan? Also, anyone else in the mood to try Stacy's Baked Goods? Her bakery is goals, if you ask me. Delish, if you ask me. I hope to meet her one day. Love you guys. Poor fish. Anyway, that was um, Owen's review. Um, that was so I wrote that on. myself after watching yeah. the movie. Me and my son Fish were curled up watching yeah. The Princess. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I like to imagine that it's probably a bit of a troll because the whole defense of calling their child Fish. No, it's it it's a like real a, person. You, I will not allow you to take this away from me. This is a real person. Okay. They have a real okay. name, not a username. It's just this okay. person's Google account. I mean, I suppose we should actually go into maybe more into the plot. What happens? Sure, yeah, let's do it. This because th- there is a plot. <laughs> because we're talking a lot about the movie without talking. There is a plot in this movie, and as a More as plot, plot than um, you know, was it Star- Space Station seventy six? Really, a lot more. Yeah, plot. I mean, more things happen. Like yeah. So, but and like so, as we said, <laughs> Stacy DeNovo is a su- semi successful bakery owner in Chicago. Who's down on her look in the love department. She's just broken off with her boyfriend. So she's like, screw this. I'm out of here. Travels to Belgravia to compete in the Christmas baking competition, which apparently is a massive yearly event that's a big deal in the baking community. Pretty much a, a great um, British bake-off. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the, it's the bake-off, essentially. Yeah. She travels there with her best pal, Kevin, who they've who has a small daughter. Yeah, a young daughter even. Whose entire existence in the movie is to just the plot a little bit more yeah. like when she's things, are, when things get stuck she just she's yeah. the one who's like hey wait a minute but what it like suggests things or like yeah. discovers things or whatever and so like every movie the child is secretly more aware than anyone anyone else mm, yeah the child the child can see through the whole thing but nobody else can yeah. um but kevin she's and stacy actually, actually wrote the movie believe it or not? probably it's yeah mad, it, it? You, i would believe it kevin and stacy are like bffs forever but they've never been romantically involved ever they're disgusted Even by each both other not two, two incredibly well. attractive people but they, they're like nah she, you disgust me but they travel there yeah. the three of them together the kid comes along they go to Belgravia which is a Romanian castle essentially oh, um, I thought it was Bulgarian I think uh, Romania actually I think I was wrong sorry there. Bulgaria didn't but mean it's to shot in Romania anyway. Pope's high. but maybe it's it's called Belgravia so I don't know um, they travel there they're blah 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 they're wandering around and uh Stacy runs into the Duchess Lady Margaret Delacour. She spills. Oh, um, no, let's get to the best plot point just before that. Uh, we, we find out an old enemy of our main protagonist. 
And, you know, they were at the bake-off, um, you know, all ready, dressed, and all this kind of stuff. You know, wearing aprons. Um, for uh, listeners who might not be aware of what aprons are, it's usually what bakers and cooks wear to stop spillages on themselves. So anyway, uh, so, you know, this animosity character comes to her and she says some stuff about, I'm going to win this or whatever. And then spills coffee on our character's apron. And she goes, oh, no, I got to change my apron now because, you you know, you can't have a dirty apron. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what aprons are for. No, the, the, this is one of the few bad things about this movie is that the writers and everybody in it completely misunderstand what an apron is. Yeah. What it's for. It's a big plot pole. pole. It's yeah. huge because this apron, it's not... A, Kind of maybe because the apron comes up multiple times throughout the first like I mean, thirty minutes. It literally progressed the plot that time. Yeah, like it but literally it, it, how they bumped into each other. It but but it's like afterwards, like Kevin like is out shopping to buy her a new apron, and she's like, "Oh, I was getting a new apron, but then blah blah whatever." So yeah, aprons. They don't know how aprons work, but yeah. the lady Margaret Delacour doesn't really know anything about real people. So when she meets Stacy, she's a very she's a recluse. Well. She is a recluse. Yes. Yeah. No one knows what she looks like, which no. is a big lynch point. Yet she is at a current TV recording, walking around openly. No, no, air. that that wasn't that section wasn't being recorded. That was just a. Uh, yeah, but like she's in in a very kind of public place. That's what my she point. She was backstage when yeah, Stacey ran into. Why is she there if she's not? I'm not letting you pick holes why in was this she thing. There? All right. She was there to um, inspect the event. Apparently, oh. they called it a walkabout or something. I don't know. It, she was let out of her cage for an afternoon <laughs> to go to a, to go to the like the prep day for a baking event or something. I don't really know. Yeah. But she runs. So her and Stacy look exactly alike, except Margaret has short hair. Whatever. Other than that, they're like identical. So the, the lady Margaret is like, "Hey, I want to be a real girl. I want to live amongst the people." For a couple of days, let's swap places and you can come and live in the castle and whatever. It'll be fine. The prince that I'm supposed to mar- marry in whenever a week or whatever isn't even going to be here for the next two days because he's going to Spain. So they're well, like, all right, cool. But here's the thing, right? Let's say you were at this baking place and you bumped into someone who looked exactly like you and they suggest this to you. Like maybe it's just me being a Star Trek fan and just a fan of these movie tropes, but... Fairly sure that person's going to try and kill me. Let's just say I would have a hell of a lot more questions about what was going on than either Stacy or the Lady Margaret do. Yeah, they they're just kind of like, oh, you look exactly like me. Actually, the first time they bump into each other, neither of them mentions it. They there's a brief moment where they glance into a mirror and they're standing side by side, and you can tell that they're both like, oh, this woman looks like me. But neither of them are like, you my sister. Yeah, mommy. Like, they just don't mention it. They're just like, "Oh, that was cool." Yeah, like I mean, if I wanted to looked exactly like me, I'd be that. It'd be a week of going like, "Hey, no, we got called people. We got to find out what's going on here." Like, yeah, big time. You'd you'd at least you'd at least demand an explanation of some sort. And the movie yeah. offers one, sort kind of a little bit. It, it, it even the movie to. was like. Uh, yeah, not important. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We they <laughs> might be like related because Lady Margaret's great granduncle ran away to join the circus Geneva, or whatever. Also, the Chicago accents, by the way, flawless in this movie. Absolutely <laughs> flawless. I like that. I mean, none of them even attempt to do one. 
Yeah. But speaking of accents, Vanessa Hudgens as Lady Margaret and Sam Palladio as Prince Edward do English accents. Like posh. They do. Would you say they're good? Not hers. Not you think his is is his is all right? I think his is a bit more natural. Well, that's fair yeah. because I, I didn't because you didn't you weren't aware that he was doing an accent till I mentioned that he's not. Yeah, yeah. Like he sounds fairly convincing. I mean, he still sounds movie English accent, but like something that a person with an English accent would do in a movie to sound posher. He he sounds like an English person doing a different Being English posh. accent. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take everything back because that's exactly what he is. Because Sam Palladio ah. is English. Well, there you go. <laughs> and Look I, at I me. knew, I knew this as I well. And what about Vanessa Hutchins? Is she actually English? No, definitely not. She's not. <laughs> and I, I feel bad about this. My, oh my god, she's from Oxford. Because <laughs> even when we were watching it, I, I was like, oh, Sam Palladio, he's doing a, he's doing a pretty good English accent. And then something in my brain went, that, that's his real accent. He's English. Yeah. He was doing an accent in Nashville, and then I couldn't remember, and I was like, oh, was he? Which one? But I will say, since he is English, his accent in Nashville is very, very good. He does oh a he, yeah. southern, like Tennessee accent. He's very good in it. Um, yeah. Mind you, the southern accent isn't like a million miles away from and like a South English accent. Like they're quite related. Let's not get into this discussion. It's it's a whole mm-hmm. language thing. Yeah, languages, bro. Yeah. But yeah, their accents. Vanessa Hudgens does an English accent for Lady Margaret, and it's like, it's not great. It's all right. It's fine. It's serviceable. Yeah, it's grand. It, you know, it's you. You're fully aware that she's doing an accent at all times, but it's not. You're never going to be like, "Wow, that's terrible." I guess maybe English people are. I don't know if they respond the same way that we do when we hear someone doing a bad Irish accent. I mean, to be fair, we always like grasp for it because like Irish accents don't come up that much. Whereas English accents come in all no, the time. No, it's, it's like, we even in this movie at one point, like when you're watching a movie, is particularly like an American f- film, and yeah. if you hear somebody vaguely in an Irish accent, you're, everyone immediately yeah. goes, is he Irish? Is that an Irishman? <laughs> is he Irish? And then you're like, who is he? What's he in? Oh, I know him. He was in, he, well, yeah, he was in The Den. Ah, sure. I don't sure, know. he's from... Uh, Calamara. Yeah. So I know You're him. Like, Jesus, I wonder do I know him? And then you probably do. You it's do. We don't thing. like to pretend we know every Irish person, but it's we this it's the age old like whenever you meet somebody and they're like, Oh, you're from Kilkenny? Do you know and they just pluck up and you random very up front, you go, and you immediate your immediate reaction is why would I know that per- how the hell w- it's not like we know ev oh wait, no. Yeah, I, I do. He's actually my cousin, yeah. I know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> And you can't be angry anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but accents, yeah, the accents in the movie are whatever. But so the plan, the plan essentially is just that they're going to swap lives. The Lady Margaret is going to go stay with Kevin and Olivia. And yeah. Stacy's going to go and live in the castle. And the only person who's in on the plan is the Lady Margaret's... In waiting. Lady in waiting, is that what she is? Yeah. She's like her... Also kind of looked after as a body, Bodyguard, sort of, as well, I maybe. think it's like a parent guardian sort of situation too yeah like, she's just like she's her like, all around carer and protector yeah. or something I don't and know friend and yeah and confidant and all she's everything yeah. um, it's, it's like it's like Cosy to me you know yeah essentially it's us yeah, yeah. This, they probably have their own podcast where they talk <laughs> about things 
I would listen to it. And they actually review our <laughs> podcast. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the only one who's in on the plan. And this is this is the one thing where that I just love about this movie is that like there's no there's no problems with it. They're they're never at any point is anyone like, oh well, that'll never work. Like neither Stacy yeah. isn't is never just like, oh well th- how's that gonna work? We I can't do an accent and we have different hair and we don't I don't know how to be it's just like this she's is all like, a oh, massive yeah. security risk. Yeah, she's just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Immediately gets a haircut. Immediately starts speaking in the exact same voice as Lady Margaret. Yeah. Lady Margaret immediately nails an American accent and starts talking yeah. like Stacy. And they're just so they like, had oh. that whole scene where like, ha, ha, you walk funny. Yeah. Oh, you talk yeah. funny. Oh. That's and kind of it. Over and then they're just right. like, all right, that's that over. There's no, this movie does not believe in roadblocks to anything the characters oh, want to do. They're just like, nah, don't care. Just extremely intelligent people that adapt to everything. Yeah. I think a horse moment. Do you want to talk I'm, about a horse I'm pretty sure they're either some sort of savant or they're superheroes in disguise. Yeah. Because n- neither of them, they're all good at everything immediately. Like, they have, it comes up a couple of times. And this is the, back to that, like, the movie does not believe in saying, here's a problem that the characters have to overcome. They're just kind of vaguely like, oh, but I don't know how to ride a horse. And then it's done. And then, oh, actually, yeah. I've just learned how to ride a horse supremely confidently in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I don't play the piano. Oh, what? Those are the keys? Okay, I'll just play this bit in the piano. And it's like, that's it. And everyone loves it. Everyone applauds them for it. And it's just like, this person yeah. didn't do much. No, the, the piano moment, <laughs> especially. Because Lady Margaret is supposed to be a an accomplished pianist who like yeah. is really good at playing piano or whatever. So they're... The, the king and queen do this pull their dick move where they're like who wants to hear the lady play a piano or whatever and everybody in the yeah. party's like yeah which I hate and well, you can't let these people down it's, it's so <laughs> annoying and please never do that to anybody if you ask them and they say no don't try and force them to do it by putting yeah. them in a situation where they can't say no it's just awful so yeah. and that's what happens to poor Stacy when she's pretending to be Margaret and she's like oh shit well, I guess I have to do it now. No idea what her plan was when she was approaching the piano. Like, I don't know if yeah. she was going to just like, oh, no, I've shat myself and run away. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, she's like, oh, no, I have diarrhea. I must go. Because no one can argue against that. No one's going to go, oh, no, wait, it's fine. It's like, oh, Jesus, please yeah, go. just go. say something. <laughs> like, she didn't. She was just like, it's running nah, I don't want to. And then, then she goes over and sits down at the piano. And I don't know what she was attempting. I don't know if she was just going to attempt to start smashing keys and go, oh, that's how we play piano in my country or something this is abstract yeah. you know mm. i'm an artist leave me alone <laughs> it's a, bit, a little avant-garde for some of you maybe yeah. it's like the emperor wears no clothes scenario just with music yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can actually hear it if you're very sophisticated yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's saved of course by the prince who somehow goes oh shit everyone lied she's actually terrible at piano don't worry i got it covered yeah i got like, it he goes very quickly she's like Oh, maybe she was lying about being a great pianist, and everyone, you know, maybe yeah, it she had doesn't like a jukebox between her like, legs or something all this time. None of it bothers him at all. Like yeah. he's just kind of looks at her like she's very peculiar. I'm very attracted to her though, so I don't really care what she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> they he essentially kind of, he's a very traditionalist, old school prince. But mm-hmm. but I like a few conversations saying, "Hey, maybe we should be sound to orphans." It's just like, oh, he's pretty. Soundly. He seems like a nice guy, but he's also seems like the most boring guy on the planet. 
Yeah. Like, he's incredibly non-existent as a person. He doesn't appear to have any hobbies. He doesn't, like, he doesn't talk to people. He doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't do anything. He's just like, yeah. I'm a prince, though, so it's okay. Because yeah. this is a fairy tale. And that's kind of it. He's not really... He's just kind of... He's hot, though, so it's fine. So the next thing that happens then... Or I should say, meanwhile, like, while... Uh, Stacy's pretending to be Lady Margaret. Obviously, the Lady Margaret is pretending to be Stacy. So she's with Kevin. Her uh, like lifelong friends. Like they've known each other for years. They've been friends. I think Kevin mentions at one point that they met in college, and they are they've they've at the very least been in business together. They've been like baking partners since they were in college. Yeah, they might maybe they know each other longer. It's not really, but they've been their best friends for a very long time. And yeah. Kevin doesn't notice that there's anything wrong. He he comments once or twice that he's like, "Oh, this isn't you've you've changed suddenly, Stacy. You're normally like you have to have everything planned, and you have you had like a an itinerary of things we're gonna do while we're in Belgravia, and you've just torn it up. This is awesome." And suddenly he's in, he's like, "Wow, I love you now. I'm so attracted to you, my best friend. All of a sudden, who I've never been attracted to before, even though I'm pretty sure he was, because she looks like Vanessa Hudgens, but that's." Yeah, but the thing is, right, um, and maybe I'm going down stereotypes here, but I feel like if this is, like, this is, like, the opposite of what she is normally, I feel like a princess, or whatever she is, like, she'd be more into the structure and order of meetings and being very exact, mm-hmm. whereas Vanessa Hudgens' main character would be more, like, uh, you know, a bit loosey-goosey. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think so, too. When Stacey's pretending to be the Duchess... She's very spontaneous and very like I need to shake up the status quo of this entire kingdom for some reason. Yeah, which is like <laughs> this structure I love. Let's destroy. Yeah, it, she's very all of a sudden just like, and it's not very it's not very well like established that she's like loves rules and stuff. Aside from the fact that she hasn't oh. she has like a, a list of things she wants to do in Belgravia. That's like the whole thing they give to it. And Kevin yeah. Yeah. once she or twice says business in that. Yeah, that's that's kind of all they give it to it, but it's supposed that's who she, she's supposed to be that kind of way, but she isn't at all. At least not when she's no, she's just not. She's just not that person that everyone seems to claim that she is. And I suppose there's a sense that because it it's it's mentioned towards the end that like Stacy was born to be a princess or whatever that kind of fairy tale stuff that princesses can anyone can be a princess sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Not all princesses wear tiaras. Is essentially what they do at one point. Oh, yes, because yes. that's that what classic ki- line. That's, right? ki- that's kind <laughs> of no what superiors wear capes, yeah. and not all princesses wear yeah. tiaras. That's kind of what Stacey uh, tells. Now the we need girl. a non-binary version, though. Not all. I don't. I'm. Mm. Uh, Maybe actually just suggested that because no. I think we're just not prepared for this. I think we'll cut that right out. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't cut it out. It's too late. I've already cut it. Uh, oh damn. Oh, no time for it. It's done. Oh. It's over. We move on. That's that's the main plot in in essence. So you know, mm. Kevin and the Lady Margaret start falling in love, and Stacy and the Prince start falling in love. Now the subplot, the the main subplot, is that the King is suspicious of the Lady Margaret for reasons unknown. She's a little bit odd, and he's like, she's up to something. So he has his main butler like investigator like he says yeah. keep an eye on the lady margaret and the butler takes this very seriously he's like i will die for this cause essentially yeah he's like 
taking paparazzi photos of the two of them and following them around the place and just kind of being like, what's going on with you, Lady Margaret? I've been given no reason to suspect you of anything other than the, the king said, she's a bit weird. That's kind of it. The, I, the, there's no reason. Yeah, keep an eye like, on her. She's a bit mad. I, yeah, I don't even know what they suspect is happening. The king is just yeah. like, she's a bit kind of cuckoo. Just keep an eye on her. And the butlers immediately jumps to, there's some sort of conspiracy going on here and I will get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you've been bloody cleaning soiled fucking bedwear for the last 30 odd years, if yeah. a little bit of drama comes in, yeah. you're going to go, oh, yes. He's a very, very mistreated Highly soul well. in oh, this he movie is that too. too yeah. he's, he's clearly like, he's not like, he's not like just a butler. He, he like runs the household yeah. or whatever he's the i don't know whatever the gentleman in waiting basically uh, yeah essentially and he like he he clearly is like very close to the king even though they never the only time they speak in the movie is that one time when the king is like keep an eye on her and then they never talk again yeah but they're c- clearly he's and he tries he's, to talk to the king again but then it's yeah and it happens so nah, many times cool. like first uh the lady margaret's lady in waiting like is like get the hell out of here and take these dirty clothes to the laundry and clearly he's like I'm clearly far above doing that, but he does it anyway for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) And then afterwards, the queen is like, oh, and wash these dishes for me. And he's like, oh, my God. I outgrew washing dishes when I was (laughs) an infant. This is my (laughs) job, but he does it anyway. And there's a vague hint of that the two butlers will do the do or that they're going to end up, like, getting together and then... It's Though in in the weird way that I usually perceive every butler would be, I mean, okay, it's and possible. This movie yeah. didn't really divert me too much from that thought either. It's just like it seems coded this way. Yeah, it probably is. There's nothing yeah. overt in the movie to say he is or isn't either way no. at all. But yeah. could be. Yeah, he's a butler. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to disparage the, the sexual preferences <laughs> of all butlers. <laughs> but or say that you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh he God. might be. He might not be. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, like all, like all of the vague subplots in this movie, is there for no reason and does not work at all. It causes no. like the the other subplot is that Stacy has a baking nemesis who hates her, and they like when shows up twice. They went. She shows up once. She, well, twice. Yeah, she should. The first time she shows up, it's just. You're like, oh, this woman hates Stacy for yeah. reasons unknown. They never once are. The, all we get is that they went. She went to college with Stacy, and that they don't like each other, and that's it. That we have no idea why. We don't know what's going on, what has happened between them, and then she shows up again to during the the filming of the Bake Off. She sabotages Stacy's equipment. She like cuts the power cord on her mixer, hmm. and then that's it. Like there's there's no. None of the subplots in this movie lead to anything, and none of them, none of them are really resolved at all. Like even the butler, it's, like it's, it's not just that they're not. It's not even that. It's that when it tries to resolve into the plot, it gets pushed back. It gets like put away. Like the butler, he tried uh, multiple times to like move it on, and it's just like like the people that actually put him into action kind of go, ah, not now, pal, go on. Yeah, that's the, like nobody cares. Like the butler yeah. actively uncovers that Stacy and the Lady Margaret 
have like that there's two of them at the very least he discovers that yeah. oh my god maybe she has a twin and they're like swapping she, he doesn't really know who Stacy is but he 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 gets photos of that there's two people who look identical to the Lady Margaret and then that's it yeah. nothing happens he gives the photos to the Queen and nobody cares not one person is ever like eh, cool like Brianna the the Baker nemesis cuts the power cord on her thing and then Stacy never finds out that that's what happened nobody's how she, like how she got panicky over that it's like. The show will look after that. Like the actual yeah, that show was, is happening. That was a big like, thing. A show you don't have to supply your own. Yeah, here. a show with like what appeared to be very fairly high production values because they had a whole entire set and they had multiple like judges and this is apparently a very big deal. This competition, they yeah. definitely international. Had, they definitely had backup equipment <laughs> for the bakers, like because that would just uh, be um, my baking thing is not working. Well, you're screwed then. <laughs> you guess you Zero lose. Yeah, that's part of this part of the bake off is a baker must always be prepared. <laughs> it's like, no, I just give me a new machine. Run to the store or something. <laughs> but but Stacy never finds out that Brianna did that. No. They never have a like uh, Brianna never has a ah oh, Stacy you're all right. They, that whole thing never comes to a head. <laughs> like Stacy gets with the prince uh, and no, Brianna's just like at the cool. very end of the movie. That's the weird thing. They do have a I don't want to spoil it. Do we want to spoil what happens at the end of the movie? Yeah, I don't care about spoilers. Let's, um, okay. Spoilers for I, the it, princess, which... No, no, I mean, like, it, it, how we're talking about this. But okay, so, you know, at the end, there's a big proposal going on. And her enemy that we haven't seen since the beginning when she spilled coffee and cut the wire suddenly starts clapping and smiling at her nemesis now being mm-hmm. engaged. She's like, Oh, maybe it is time we moved on. It's just like, what? Yeah, that's what I mean. What? She's not... Like, Stacy gets with the prince, and then Brianna's just like, oh, isn't that lovely? And that's it. That whole... That's over now, I guess. Well, I can't be angry at her. I can't hate her anymore. She's a princess. And that's that. The butler... Like, the king... The king never comes back to the butler and says, hey, did you find out anything about the Lady Margaret? We do know, like, the photos... (laughs) From the butler, do get to the queen eventually. The, they get to the queen, yeah, but yeah. you get the you get the sense that the queen is on, or at the very least, the, the queen, whatever has happened, the queen is fine with it because she's like, ah, oh, he's our son is clearly in love, and that's all that matters. Do you think that the king was just a really expensive actor, and they just record like a few little scenes and just a few voice lines, and then went? Okay, now we can't actually have him do much more. Uh, let's get the cheaper queen to just record everything. I, I don't think anything in this was expensive, really. I think <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens was probably the most expensive thing they could get, and even then, yeah. she's not like a massive draw or anything. Hey, 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 Teenage Choice Award here. Yeah, Teenage Multiple. I really hope she won them. Now that I'm not, I'm not just saying she won <laughs> Teenage Choice Awards. Her and her and Zac Efron definitely won like. MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss or something for High School Musical. Surely to God. like <laughs> That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> they have to have. Like, there's no way. I can't. I don't know when it came out, but their only competition would have maybe been Spider-Man and Mary Jane or something. I don't know. Which I know that one. <sighs> I know too much about the MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss, don't I? You, you do. Uh, we'll do an episode on it, don't worry. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> the Best Kiss. <laughs> But that's that's the the deep uh, that's about as deep as we can go because the movie isn't very deep. So let's move right on to three things we liked, and three things we didn't like. Well, we shall strike a balance between culture and fun. You can start. 
Well, first of all, I like I said before, I like that the movie didn't lie about itself. It mm-hmm. had a clear intent, clear message what it was going for. It wasn't trying to win any massive awards. It wasn't trying to change up the scene, a uh, movie scene. What it was trying to do was have a nice, comfy Christmas movie where there was no massive drama, where it was just not... It was cosy. It was a re- it's a really nice, wholesome, cosy movie. And this is coming from someone who, who likes a little aggravation in movies, who likes, you know, a little bit more hard-hitting stuff. But this movie served its function. And like I said before, I respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be my favorite movie of all time or anywhere near it, but I can honestly say, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I can honestly say, like this movie doesn't deserve harsh critique. It doesn't. No, it's, and I hate when like there's a a thing that happens now sometimes where people will say a movie is critic proof. Um, yeah. In essence, that it, it often happens with like big blockbusters where the the critical reviews absolutely slate it, but it like audiences love it and it makes a shitload of money. And they're like, well, clearly this thing is critic proof. It happened with it. People said it about a couple of the Transformers movies and yeah. the Fast and the Furious movies are probably the biggest example because clearly, yeah. critically, they're like, this is this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. There's n- nothing yeah. of substance in this at all, but they make a yeah. billion dollars every year. Yeah, so, yeah. not to say I highly doubt the Princess Switch would have made a billion dollars at any box office anywhere, but critics are often looking at a movie on a, under a different perspective than... Yeah. general audiences and this is if you sit down to watch this movie to analyze and pick apart everything that happens it's a mess because nothing yeah. really happens in it but it's not trying to be it's not it's not a movie that's put itself forward to win best picture or anything it's not like it's not it's not trying to be the best movie ever made yeah. it is exactly what it is and it's easily digestible christmas pulp we were saying like we're kind of making it we were kind of making a joke throughout watching the movie that there is some suffering writer who wants to do like massive expressive things, but he this is how he pays the rent. And there was that one moment where um, you know, the main actress um walks away and she's like, Oh, you know, I've never been part of like a sing along before. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is a re you could just see them going, Ah, uh, do we re should we re put that into the movie? Yeah, the they were Please like, just do it. <laughs> There's 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 your little high school musical reference, guys. Yeah. We did it. Yay. Yeah. So that's number one. Um, Have you got anything else? Yeah, that's number one. Um yeah. Honestly, um so this is kinda related. Um, but there is an old fella in the movie played by Robin Soames, who's been in quite a few movies, but credited as kindly man in this. And again, he's kinda inconsequential to the plot. But like you, like throughout the movie, you went. That's Santa Claus. That's definitely mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Yeah, that's Santa Claus in mortal disguise. That is, yeah, that's Santa Claus. <laughs> that's he's you or know. he's at least he's the spirit of Christmas yeah. or something. Some sort of fae spirit from yeah. beyond. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I really just liked again. It kind of built into the wholesomeness. It's this sort of like sweet man who just goes like, hey, you know. Um, life happens while um. Oh, you he know, he just says that John Lennon quote like sixteen that John times. Lennon, yeah, like life that seems to be like the major quote of the movie. Even though it's not really part, no. like part of the plot all that much. They say it like two or three times at the start of the movie, yeah. and then it's just gone. And you're like, was that the lesson I was supposed to take from this? Yeah, 
and I suppose the third thing I liked, and it's you know, bar for the poor snow. Um, visually wise, it's it's a very nice, calming, pretty movie. Really, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like everything seems like it, it like it's kind of like paintings done for motels and hotels. These very generic looking things, but they have a certain style. It's like that, but someone made a movie of it. So, like the bakery looks like the most fake film bakery ever because you don't see any sort of tools or anything in the baker shop at all it's mm. just this very like storefront look at it. and every like you know you go into this uh, magical fancy country and it's exactly what i assume americans sometimes think of what england might look like or maybe norway or sweden like what this it's everything stereotyped but again it's not pretending they're not they're well aware this is all fake. And as a plus four kind of point, I really liked the child actress in it. I thought she was fun, even though she had two expressions throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's that's kind of my three and a half points. Yeah, well, I, I also had Santa Claus. I wrote it down as the creepy old magic man that they never explain. Uh, yeah. I thought he's, he's just, he's he like a, creepy. he's like a, it's just like a staple of like Christmas set. Yeah. Like fairy tale sort of stories, there's always a random elderly figure who vaguely represents Santa Claus. Who's like, do you think it kind of started mm-hmm. off with um, It's a Wonderful Life, The Angel? Yeah, kind of. yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's probably which is great movie. Which actually, from. if we can review that movie, I'd love to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'll it's, be my Christmas pick. What I mean, all these it's entirely things. our choice, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Entirely our choice. There is no one ruling us to do this. Our, is there Owen our, myth, our mystical producer or something? Like, can we please let <laughs> us do that An one? An old man comes to us and says, You know, lads, a yeah. podcast is only as good as a menu writer. Yeah. A podcast is what happens when you're busy making a YouTube video. <laughs> that's that's exactly And we're just like crying with the wisdom of Right. So true, John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon, who never did anything wrong, <laughs> ever. No, <laughs> no, nah, he was a saint. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely saint. There was nothing bad he ever did, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That got, got dark. Let's move. Uh, on. My other two things are pretty quick. We don't need to cover them again because we already talked about them, and they were just <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens' English accent, and the fact that I'm pretty sure Stacey Genova is a superhero. We've covered yeah. both of those, Max, so we can move on to three. Did we tie them into some sort of um, MCU thing at one stage? Well, this is the this is the beginning of the Vanessa Hudgens Netflix Christmas universe. Yeah. Oh, no, no, never mind. I'll cover it in the next part. There's another thing, uh, my favorite scene in the movie, but we'll cover it. It comes up. I mean, in the my next favorite part was at the end, but after Christmas, when Nick Fury came along into her bakery, and it's just like you know, we like to mm-hmm. um, take you into the Avengers. Program, yeah, you know, she's cool. she's clearly a, a mutant with yeah. cloning abilities or something. That yeah, she's cloning just like, abilities and learning things just straight off. You yeah, know? that's her. Like, that's her mutant ability. You know what she does? She probably connected to her other self's clone who had the skills and was like transfer. Yes, that's what it is. That's Only it. like none of the clones remember that they're clones. So yeah, so three things you didn't like then, and I know this was probably tough to find things you it didn't like. It actually was. You know that I'm literally. I mean, look, if I want to be the cynical bastard, like, I find it weird that they had to make up a country. I 
Well, I wonder. You know, I don't think that any there's like there's so many plot points which just have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, I wonder know? if the making up a country thing was in some way like a Princess Diaries sort of. I mean, thing. this entire movie has so many nods to the heads to early two thousand, late nineties movie. You know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's movie, oh, The Parent Trap. The swap. Parent trap, parent like trap. yeah, lots of parent trap in this movie. Yeah, Holy that was crap, there is. one of one of the reviews I saw on Letterbox was that um, we made a bot watch a thousand hours of the Princess Diaries, the Parent Trap, the Holiday, the Lizzie McGuire movie, and the Great British Bake Off, and then had it write its own screenplay. Yeah, and it was this, and that's that's pretty much it. That's it. Like there was nothing original in this movie. No, I mean even the the base concept is Mark Twain. Prince and the Pauper, sort of. Yeah, yeah. People who yeah, look yeah. identical. One is a prince, one is a poor person, and they swap places, yeah. sort of thing. So it's like, yeah, because we can't show women being poor, though. They had to make her a business person, semi-successful you know. baker. Semi, she runs a fucking bakery in Chicago, like on the main street. She's doing pretty bloody well. Do you do you know that that was the main street of Chicago? I have a feeling. I mean, it seems like a quite an urban area. And also, let's be uh, clear here, she was invited to an international baking competition where I think there was like three other people baking. She Well, she entered. She, it was a, Kevin yeah, entered she was accepted. her. Yeah, she was accepted. I wonder what so the, like, I wonder what the criteria were to get entrance. Was it literally uh, like, because what did, what was in the application that Kevin sent to to the Belgravian authorities to be like I think did you just, I lo- I hope he just wrote like a a really nice letter or something and included yeah. a piece of a cookie that went stale on its way to Belgravia. <laughs> My friend Stacey is really good at baking. Again, man, I'm telling you, there's a prequel movie here. There Maybe is. Maybe the third there's one. A prequel movie here. Maybe the third one will be a prequel. Yeah, I'm it would be odd because they'll have to use the M- MCU uh, de aging thing at that stage. I don't know. Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> doesn't age, and it'll if yeah, they do it, it will be done in time for next Christmas. Yeah, they yeah. they might do it with the little girl, which is half her like de age, but like standing on her knees. They'll just, like, they'll just stick her height. face on another child. Deep fake. Everyone, everyone goes like, oh, Ooh. oh Jesus, oh, oh no, we've created. Why a did monster. you put a mustache on her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. So was um, that two, yeah, so three? Was that your I three? I think that's about three. Um, like, look, this movie isn't, like, a standard good movie. It's not. But once you take your cynic movie reviewer hat off, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, if you had a couple of beers and you're sitting on the sofa and your girlfriend put this on, you'd watch it and have a good laugh. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... Oh, you just your, do that when your you're girlfriend doesn't have very to, serious in the middle of the I night. Mean, your girlfriend doesn't have to be the one to put it on. Like, I, you know... Sexism, Daniel. What are you talking about, man? Yeah, my my girlfriend clearly is the reason why I watched all these movies. For she, who's very real, forced me to do it. I had three things as well. Oh, yeah. Again, we've kind of mentioned the first one. It was the whole like baking nemesis subplot that just didn't have any, didn't offer anything to the movie, didn't go anywhere, didn't start anywhere, didn't finish anywhere, didn't mean anything to the whole plot. It was just like, this is. We're filling time here, people. Here's a yeah. thing, and it was just pointless. I didn't like usually in in rom coms, especially when it's established at the beginning of the movie that the main character has fallen out of love with love, essentially because they've just broken up with somebody, they've just exited a long term relationship or whatever. There's generally a moment where, at least, there's a moment where the two main characters, or in this case, four, who are newly falling in love, one of them is 
like there's a moment where they can't be together or they decide not to do be together. And then like the main character, so in this case Stacy, would run into her ex again, Paul, and realize yeah. she doesn't love him anymore. She loves the prince and run back to him and be like, I love you and do a big speech or something. There's none of that in this. There's not in See, she here's like, the interesting thing. I feel like at one stage in the script that was very near to the end and we still see bits of it in the movie when he goes like, if you still love me in a year, come back to me. That's where there was yeah. going to be a time gap where we see stuff happen. Well, they went, oh no, actually, I love you now. Woohoo! And yeah. let's get married in a year instead. It, it starts briefly. Like when he says, I love you first, Stacy, for some reason is like, no, I can't do this and kind of runs away. But then... Which is weird because of course she goes. He like, just... He just follows her immediately and is like, no, do this. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. I will then. She just changes her mind straight away. <laughs> but they never did the whole, at, le- at the very least, they could have had, just have the ex, Paul, for some reason, also be in Belgravia and have Stacy <laughs> run into him outside and be like, yeah. oh, you, I don't love you anymore. You're a piece of shit. And then go back to the prince or something. So yeah. that, that would have been nice. So I didn't like that well, they even didn't Even if have... she was kind of like semi in love with her friend or something, it's, it's just been something yeah, she's just, been feeling and then suddenly she's just wait no like you are my friend I really care about yeah, you just no. something because there's there's no conflict in this movie at no. all there's nothing no. nothing ever goes wrong it's just completely except like, the butler his entire fine. life is conflict yeah his, his, his that poor man poor man poor poor man the yeah I guess I didn't like the prince really he's not a person yeah. he's just a prince and it's like well, whatever but that's not really that's a big the issue the main, the main thing that I really wish, I really wish they had had, like, the title, Terror. Yeah. First of all, nobody in this movie is a princess. No. They're not two princesses who are switching places. Even the Lady Margaret is not a princess. No. She's a duchess. There's no princesses in this whole thing. Mm. She even, becomes a princess at the end, the other one. Oh, even, but. see, this is the thing. We don't know when a, oh, when a commoner marries a prince, does she become a princess? Generally yeah. not. She be, know, she might become she might become like something Princess else Diana. with a title. But that was Princess Diana. Like it didn't happen with Camilla. Camilla's not Princess Camilla. This is a fair point. I wonder why You get a title that happens to be vacant or something. She wouldn't just become Princess Stacy. She'd be the Duchess Stacy or something. Like Every time the, you say Stacy, that song comes into my head. Stacy's mom. He's got it going on. They call me Stacy. They call me. That <laughs> That's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just wish they'd had more fun with it. Especially like there's a whole baking theme. Like they called it the mix up or something. Yeah, like, I don't know something. Have some fun yeah, with it, princess, man. Yeah. The the mix the the big mix up the great yeah. bake mix up or I don't know something have some fun with the title people <laughs> like, yeah. even the second one is just called the princess switch 2 switched again and you're like come on people <laughs> do something <laughs> give me something here and now you mention that movie well now we mention it no not yet no 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 we, now we move into the Jesus moment <laughs> so do you have one do you have a Jesus it, moment it's honestly a meta thing it's not even like in the movie. It's the fact that I enjoyed this movie. There was a moment where I watched this movie and went, Jesus, that wasn't bad. I thought Cody was just, you know, lunatic or something. I am, but not because I like shitty rom-coms. Though it is a very clear, distinct uh, sign. 
Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But now you liked it too, so uh, clearly, um, I've I've got mentally drenched, and you know, uh, it's very sad. And I've I've broken you. I've won the war, and it only took one movie. I mean, literally took one movie, and then we going, hey, we should re- yeah. review the other two. I honestly, I thought this was going to be a thing that I I was going to forcibly pick terrible rom coms every once in a while yeah. and make you watch them and it was going to be like oh Jesus Christ we're doing this again and eventually your will would be so con- broken down that you just go fine I like these now whatever but it took it took <laughs> no, sorry, <wait. laughs> it took 30 minutes of the princess switch for you to go hey you know I get it this is pretty good <laughs> yeah but look that doesn't mean that every rom-com movie will because I've watched I have actually watched rom-com movies before and hated them no obviously so, there like, are good this ones one and bad is just, ones it was so blatant mm, yeah. but like enjoyable they're, yeah, there are good ones and bad ones. I had a moment in the movie, and it was when Kevin Richardson, the best friend, is revealed to be Captain America. Yeah. And I went... Six-pack galore. Jesus. Kind of six-pack where you don't drink water for two weeks and work out completely. Not even that. You know? he's He was he was leaning against a door frame, and he was tur- turned sideways. He was nearly the width of the door frame. He was, yeah. like, genuinely... Sorry, just to give this context... There's a scene in the movie when... Here's a picture, folks. Yeah. There, <laughs> when the Lady Margaret is, is staying with Kevin and she's in her bedroom and he comes in looking for toothpaste, code. He walks into the room shirtless and he's yeah. buff as fuck. Yeah. He's buff as fuck, this guy. He's huge. He looks genuinely like the, the scene in the first Avenger when when the the chamber opens and we see Steve Rogers' new pecs for the yeah. first time and you're just like... Are you real? Is yeah. this an inflatable suit? Like, where did that come from? It's massive. And the yeah. Lady Margaret is clearly, like, does not know how to deal with the fact that Kevin is this attractive now. He's, she's yeah. just like, oh, my God, I want to, I must make love to this man immediately. Yeah. It's like, wow. It's incredible. So that's yeah, That was my Jesus moment. Yeah. Kevin Richardson's... But the thing is, we all said he's a baker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was How the thing. How do you yeah. stay so fit being a baker? No offense <laughs> to our baking but community. The strength um, of will it must have taken to yeah. to not be at least slightly out of shape when you're a baker for both of them. For yeah. Vanessa Hudgens too, is like Jesus. Fair play to this guy. And there you go, the Jesus's moments, and so we move into our final thoughts. <laughs> It's over now. So, to wrap it all up, I am victorious. I consider this yeah. the biggest win of my career thus far. I have con- I converted Dan to the Princess Switch. Uh, yeah. But final thoughts on the movie. You know, uh, if you're looking for something with a bit of depth and substance to it, don't watch the Princess Switch. No. If you just want to lose yourself in gushy Christmas goodness and wholesome fun for an hour and a half. Watch the princess switch. I suppose and from a lesson taught to me is like, you know, give something a go. Even if it's something that you know is not your cup of tea, you might just get something out of it. Don't measure it up to stuff you normally like, you know. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good life lesson for us all. Don't judge a movie by its genre. 
sure. Does that work? I think well, that's production value. I think that's four. like I think that's the third uh saying I've changed in this episode of the podcast now. <laughs> Some the old fellow will be around any moment now. I was doing well until that last one, but that didn't quite hit. No. But that's kinda it. Slightly shorter yeah. episode this time. Slightly shorter movie. Dan, do you have a teaser for the next one? Let's just say it's about a physician-like name whose name we don't know. I don't know what he's talking about, but yes. I'm excited to find out. As always, I've been Pancake. He's oh, been what? he's been Dan. <laughs> and uh, right. check us out. We do, well, by the time this is released, we will have active social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at the Sure It'll Be Grand podcast. On Twitter at sure underscore grand. And listen to us where you listen to all good podcasts, etc. Yeah. And so on and so Absolutely. forth. Let us know um, if you like. Should we ask them to ask a question? Because last time we asked them to give us. Uh, we can, but it will not be answered for several weeks because this will be this podcast. That's will fine. I got be one. Released I got one. What movie? Is your shameful secret? And should we review it? Yeah. Okay. Let us know also if you liked the episode. And if you didn't, sure it'll be grand. Asher Lowe. It'll be grand. <laughs>